0: super talk mississippi media production have you been seriously injured mama justice is here for you our medical team partners with top-notch doctors surgeons therapists and urologists ensuring a comprehensive recovery journey if you've been injured call mama justice today we're here for you you're listening to the rebel report podcast where it's all old miss all the time Here's your host, Michael Borky. Yes, welcome into the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borkey. Glad that you guys are with me. And today, a bit of a shorter one, something that I was thinking about this morning. Wanted to bring it to you. An entirely subjective list. I'm going to give you a list. List season is basically over. It's what I call college football offseason. I call it list season because you have you know, top 25s and power rankings and loudest stadiums, and everybody just makes these lists to kind of pass the time before the season begins. Here's my final list, my promise to you. My final list is today entirely subjective. You might have a completely different five, and that's okay. But my top five most important Rebs for the 2023 season. My top five most important Ole Miss Rebels for the 2023 season with a caveat. Because I think it would be cheating to include Dart or Judkins. I mean, because those are obvious, right? I mean, th- those are just free spaces. Jackson Dart, the quarterback of the team, is the most important player on the team. I, you know, that's why I get paid the big bucks. Quarterback is the most important. There you go. That, that's why I'm the expert, and you guys are just the peons right there. Uh, quarterback's important. Um, kidding, of course. But yeah, so I, I, I removed them because they're too obvious uh, in this conversation. But my top five, going from five to one, most important players that will determine the success of this football team this year. And as I'm looking at my list, I feel kind of stupid because there's no offensive lineman on it. And that is probably a mistake considering at times what they looked like up front. Maybe you can throw Garrison in there. Uh, John Garrison, uh, as even though he's not a player. But you can throw him in there as uh, someone very important to the success of of Ole Miss in 2023. But anyway, so I'll give you my top five, and uh, we'll see if you like it. And then don't forget, live stream Sunday night. There will be a live stream on Sunday night. And by the way, if you are in Oxford and for some reason you want to meet me, uh, you can. I'll be in Oxford. We're doing our radio show on Thursday of next week at the College Corner, uh, they they opened recently, and it's part of like their grand opening thing. Um, we'll be there. It'll be Haydad and I uh, doing the show on Thursday the 31st. So obviously not today. Next Thursday the 31st, uh, I'll be there starting at about 1 o'clock is when I plan on getting in town. Show starts at 3, ends at 6. Uh, come by and, and see us. I want to meet you guys if you want to meet me. So come by, see us, look at some merch. Uh, I, I've known the owner there for years now and when he first started that first store uh, here in the Jackson area and to see his growth is really cool because uh, retail as you guys know retail's tough man it, it, it's a hard business to get into and not only are they keeping their heads above water but they are thriving in a world where retail is is tough and they are um doing really good things so come check us out if you're going to be in Oxford I would uh, I would love to see you so Uh, Again, my name is Michael Borky. By the way, follow me on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, at Michael Borky, B-O-R-K-E-Y. And if you haven't subscribed to this podcast already, if you're listening on the website, we appreciate you. But hop on over to your favorite podcast app, search Rebel Report, subscribe. And if you feel like it, leave a rating and a review. So here's my top five, uh, excluding Jackson Dart and Quinshawn Judkins, because that's too obvious. And, you know, we've talked about them both a lot and we'll continue to talk about them because this team's going to go as they go for the most part but here's five more names that uh, I'm looking forward uh, to seeing what kind of production you're going to get out of them because I think they are vital to the success of the team. Number five Trey Harris the the Louisiana Tech transfer at wide receiver Trey Harris is my number five most important player for this Ole Miss team. Everybody is focused on what Aiden Williams can do. And and as I, I tell you guys all the time, I, I really like what you got from Watkins last year. But I think if this team, if this offense is going to reach its maximum potential, they're going to need a, a guy, a senior who's played a ton of football that apparently has a really high upside that is impressed in camp that the coaches like. He had 930 yards receiving last year, 10 touchdowns on 65 receptions at, at Louisiana Tech. But um, Somebody like him, a veteran that they brought in uh, to not only like start and play, but be a big contributor for this team, if you don't get production out of him, I mean, there's a chance that Williams is not ready. Now, he has shined every day in camp, and everybody's obsessed with him, and understandably so, because the physical tools, the ability, that's all there. And so, you know, it, it's hard to ignore what everybody's saying uh, about Aiden Williams, but to me, freshman... Uh, there's a better chance that he hits freshman walls at times than he's perfect for 12 games or 13 games. Uh, so Trey Harris, I, I think, is more important to the success of this offense immediately than that of Aiden Williams because he's a guy that should not need like an acclimation period to college football in the way Aiden Williams might. You know, Trey Harris is it's not like he played in the SEC last year, but he has played against teams that have schemed against him. He played at Missouri and at Clemson last year. So he's he's seen this already. He's obviously been a college football player for a while. So um, I, I, I you shouldn't expect the acclamation period, is the phrase I'm going to keep using, for Trey Harris. He needs to be a contributor right away. And if he's not, that might lead to some disappointment at the wide receiver position. Whereas if Aiden Williams is not perfect right away, that's okay. He's a true freshman. Uh, so Harris has NFL potential. They, or at least they think that he does. Um, veteran guy, They they need him to be good and to be good right away if they're going to be successful right away. So Trey Harris is my number five. We'll get to number four after I tell you that the podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. Check them out online, absms.com. That's the website. If you are in the market for office technology and your business is located anywhere inside of the state of Mississippi, Check them out. Again, absms.com, Advantage Business Systems. And then tell them I sent you. You'll get a complimentary office technology assessment. So you tell them what you need, whether it's copiers and printers and mail machines or cloud storage, data security, IT projects, phone systems, whatever it is. If it's tech and it's in the office and you need it, check them out. Advantage Business Systems, absms.com. My number four, are we forgetting about J.J. Piggies? Is that somebody that that has that completely flown under the radar this offseason I, I can't remember the last time I've talked to somebody about J.J. Pegues on the inside for for this Ole Miss team because you know th- there's so much focus on the the new pieces and, and I have fallen into that trap as well the shiny new toys get all the attention and and so you've got these new guys on the offensive or on the offensive line on the defensive line with Josh Harris and Stefan Wynn and what about jj Pegues? why is nobody talking about him he is vital to the success of this team Ole Miss has got to be better on the defensive line than they were a year ago a lot of that had to do with depth and health but there were times last year where he where he flashed as like an elite level defensive lineman you you need more consistency out of him and you got to remember that the position is still fairly new for him in his career that's that's he hasn't always played on the defensive line but the physical ability for him to be a dominant defensive tackle is there. He had 15 tackles last year, uh, had, had a trio of, of sacks as well, including a couple of pass breakups. Uh, but Harris was a, a very nice addition, a great addition. Stefan Wynn was a really good addition. I mean, this will be his sixth season of stats recorded in a Division One and a Power Five conference, season number six. So those guys are important. But the the upside of J.J. Pegues, what you saw at times last year, if he can be that guy on on a weekly basis, uh, you've got an NFL-caliber defensive lineman, and and you've got a a big step forward on the interior of that defensive line. Uh, And as you guys know, again, this is why I get paid the big bucks. Breaking news, more at 11. You have got to be good on the defensive line to win in the SEC. And Pegues taking another step forward – and being more consistent and having what flashed so many times last year be what he is more often than not is vital for this team's success in 2023. Number three, my third most important rebel for this season is a guy that you haven't seen play yet, just like Trey Harris, uh, another new face on the defense, and that's Monty Montgomery. Uh, Monty Montgomery is another guy that has played a ton, uh, a metric ton of football. This will be his fifth season. Recording stats in the Power Five, he was at Louisville. And uh, last year had 70 tackles, 6 sacks, 4 forced fumbles, 2 interceptions, and uh, a couple of pass breakups as well. I mean, that production, if you can get that out of Montgomery this year, then you've really, really got something. And and so when you look at the new defense, and, and you look at the linebacker room in particular... Having a guy like Monty Montgomery come in as a veteran and continue to produce at that level can take a lot of pressure off, especially when, you know, there's a chance that they're having to rely on a true freshman who is supremely talented and they think is going to be great. But the same thing with Aiden Williams. True freshmen are going to hit walls. It just is what you should expect. And now you've got the legal issue with Kari Coleman. Apparently he's back at practice, but... Uh, How many games is he going to miss? I I have no idea. Uh, Kiffin is not uh, giving anybody anything on that um, other than they're going to handle it internally, which I I don't think that means that he's not going to miss time. I think that just means he's not going to tell anybody about it. Or maybe he doesn't miss time. I don't know. But with the absence of Kari Coleman for however long it is, or or maybe not long at all, um, the the linebacker room is, is a little bit thin. In terms of what you've seen from these guys in Ole Miss uniforms, and Monty Montgomery has been a consistently good college football player for years, and, and, uh, I mean, he's athletic, he's versatile. Again, the stat line last year is really impressive. 70 tackles, 6 sacks, 4 forced fumbles, and 2 interceptions. If you get that kind of production out of Monty Montgomery, that can really, really help your defense because – Breaking news, more to 11. Here's why I get paid the big bucks. Uh, if you have poor linebacker play, you also can't win very many games in the SEC. You can probably say that about basically every position. But you you saw last year with Ole Miss's inability uh, at, at times to stop the run. And there, there were times last year where they weren't good enough at linebacker. And, man, it, if you're not good there, the glaring holes that it will create like the Arkansas game last year. Uh, and and those guys weren't set up for success in that game. That's probably not the best example. But uh, they need Montgomery to be good. Uh, he needs to step in and be that right away. And if he is, uh, you should really like what you have on defense. We'll get to number two here in just a second. But I want to tell you that the podcast is brought to you by Priority One Bank. Let them make you their priority like they've made me their priority time and time again. Priority One Bank's got 16 locations scattered across the state of Mississippi. So if you're here... You've probably got one near you. Uh, stop by and check them out today. They've got online banking like everybody does, but it's just a one-stop shop. All you need is an internet connection, and you can do everything you need to do with your money, and it is not something like what I had with my previous bank, where I needed multiple apps to manage my own money. Not with Priority One Bank. They make you their priority. Number two for me is Cedric Johnson. Cedric Johnson, uh, Ole Miss needs pass rush. Yeah, he, obviously you need to be good on the defensive line health is the the biggest thing with him that's kind of been talked into the ground at this point you know that he needs to stay healthy and if he does stay healthy you've got a really quality player here and <clears throat> i don't know if I, I don't know yet about the other guys that play his position Ivy flash last year we don't know what uku is going to look like now um just because we haven't seen him in an Ole Miss uniform, and it is a pretty big step up from from the Sun Belt to the SEC. But th- this team, as Peggy said in his recent interview, this team's going to go as Cedric Johnson goes, at least defensively. It-, it is vital that you can consistently get after the quarterback without having to bring multiple bodies, and he is a guy that can do that. In 2021, when he was more healthy, he had six-and-a-half sacks uh, opposite Sam Williams, and, uh, I mean, you know – Speaking of Sam Williams, uh, aside from the, the inability to stay out of legal trouble there in Dallas, um, in his time at Ole Miss, and I mean, even dating back before him, what one quality rush end can do for a defense. And Cedric Johnson can be that guy. He's got the NFL upside, he's got the ability to get after the quarterback, knock on wood, everybody. He stays healthy. And if he does, uh, then this defense can really go because then you don't have to send you know extra bodies to try to get pressure on the quarterback and and if you can't do that you'll get picked apart in the SEC and he's got the ability to do that knock on wood he stays healthy number one finally the most important Ole Miss football player that is not Jackson Dart or Quinn Sean Judkins to me is Caden Priestcorn. Um, I said this, uh, elsewhere yesterday, not on this podcast, but, um, I, I think back to Kenny Eboa and Kenny Eboa had skills. He, he was athletic. He's still with the jets in some capacity. So clearly he has the NFL upside, but I don't look back at Kenny Eboa's time at Ole Miss and think, oh, he was a great tight end. He's good. He did nice things. He was athletic. He could catch the ball. Couldn't block very well. But remember what his existence did for that team in twenty twenty. What what a a good tight end can do for this offense. If Caden Prescorn can be what everybody thinks that he is, it opens up so much. For this offense, it should by default make them better in the red zone, a spot where they were really, really bad last year, um, and they were still good offensively, generally speaking. With a former walk-on who was playing injured, and then when he was out, there was no other options, and Mingo was having the lineup at tight end uh, replace what you saw at that position last year with a guy like Pre Scorn caught 600 yards worth of passes last year on not a very good team, with not a very good offense, and not very good quarterback play. Uh, his ability, his size, his willingness to block, uh, catching the ball in traffic, all of those things that he demonstrated while at Memphis uh, can really open up this offense at Ole Miss and make it go. But also, uh, the more cheesy kind of side to this is is the leadership ability. Uh, Ole Miss was lacking in that, uh, apparently, after listening to, uh, to Lane Kiffin and the players talk. Uh, last year that that true leaders were kind of lacking on, on last year's team and in just a few short months he has come in and he's a mature guy he's uh, been in college for a while uh, he, he's got a I learned last night that he's married I, I noticed that he had a, a ring on his finger and I was like huh that's interesting And turns out yep he he's married so he is he's very much uh, an adult in the room and and apparently that has really uh, left an impression with his teammates where after a few months he was elected on the team's leadership council. He's a a very important piece when it comes to team chemistry and leadership and stuff on top of the upside of being a really high quality football player at a position that can really make this offense go for Ole Miss. So Caden Priestkorn is my number one most important Ole Miss player that is not The quarterback, Jackson Dart, or Quinshawn Judkins, the SEC's returning leading rusher. So there you go. There's a top five list. One more time. Trey Harris, J.J. Pegues, five and four. Monty Montgomery, three. Cedric Johnson, two. And Caden Priestcorn, number one. Livestream will be Sunday. Uh, And then, yeah... Make plans. Come out uh, to see us there at, at College Corner if, uh, if you feel like it. Looking forward to, to hopefully seeing some of you guys and talking to some of you guys. So, uh, live stream Sunday. Uh, there's possibly some recruiting news dropping on Saturday. Uh, if that happens, you'll hear from me again before the live stream on Sunday. But uh, in the meantime, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Football's ever so close. Nine days away. Just nine days away. And uh, I'll talk to you guys probably on Saturday because the news is supposed to be very good for Ole Miss. And then on Sunday for the live chat. See you guys then. A Super Talk Mississippi (laughs) media production.